Welcome to Word Life Church. My name is Pastor Freddie Minifield. You know, I'm so excited that you joined us today. I don't believe it's a coincidence. One thing I know for sure is that the Word of God will make all the difference in your life. And the Word you hear today is going to encourage you, it's going to challenge you, and it's going to impact your forever. So whatever you do, get all the distractions away and you tune in and expect to hear from heaven. And after the message, don't go anywhere. I'd love the opportunity to pray with you on any needs that you may have in your house or your household. You know, there is no time, space, or distance in the spirit realm. You can be healed, delivered, saved right where you are. So stay tuned after the message. We'll see you then. Anything that you think you know about God, if it doesn't show up in the life of Jesus, you have reason to doubt it. You have reason to question it. But if you see it in the word of God, you can expect it in your life. You can expect it to show up in your life. If you have your notes, we're gonna start in The first point is faith to follow. Faith to follow. You know, the reason why God wants to pull us up is he wants us to represent him. And he he wants us to represent him well. Another way of saying that is to represent him. The reason why he wants us to be in line and be in tune with his thoughts his ways is because he wants us to represent to represent him to our neighbors our families our loved ones our children faith to follow following Jesus is so much more important than learning about Jesus you know it's it's it's, it's awesome to study the word of God I'm not belittling that whatsoever it is a it's amazing to study about Jesus who he is what he has to offer but it's key family that we follow Jesus following Jesus is so much more important than you and I talking about him listening to him so what I'm gonna do is encourage you today to follow Jesus you know I'm almost at the point to where I don't want to be called a Christian anymore a Christian has been hijacked by so many different people that don't believe nothing like the word of God it's not about being a Christian by name it's about being followers of Jesus Christ and if our lives aren't mimicking his lives, we don't have the right to say we're followers of Jesus. And you know, family, it's it's time out for God knows my heart. I'm gonna do what I wanna do because I wanna do it because I feel this way because I wanna do what Freddie wants to do and God's gonna settle. He's gonna fix it because he knows my heart. How about we align our hearts with God's hearts? 
How about we get to the point where we say, Lord, create in me a clean heart. How about for once we stop making excuses for not being followers of Jesus Christ? Here's the thing. If I'm not talking to you, I'm not talking to you. It's all right. Just keep smiling, keep looking forward. But if you know God has told you to do something and you have yet to do it, why? Because God is all loving, all forgiving. Yes, he's going to continue to do what he does, but what about us saying yes? What about us just surrendering? What about us throwing our hands up and say, Lord, I'm going to go wherever, wherever you tell me to go. I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do. Lord, I'm tired of doing it Freddie's way. I want to do life your way. At what point are we just going to say, Lord, I'm yours? For me, it's today. Lord, I am completely yours. I'm not concerned by what others may think or feel. You are my priority. Is there anybody else in that place? Lord, I, I just want what you have for me. When you and I experience God, transformation happens. And transformation doesn't happen to just you. When we experience God, transformation happens to everybody around you. And that's what time it is. It's time to experience God. It's time to, because following Jesus is the key. He calls us into fellowship with him. He calls us to himself and we respond in faith. Faith is our response to his faithfulness. Raise your hand if Jesus has been faithful to you. You see, that's what we're responding to. We're, we're responding to his faithfulness. Faith is normal for you, believer. Look at somebody and say, faith is normal for you, believer. Faith is normal. That, you're, you're supposed to trust, believe, and expect God to do what he said he's going to do. Faith, and please hear this. Faith is not striving for something. Faith is surrendering to someone. That's what faith is. Faith is saying, Lord, I'm done doing Freddie. Lord, I am surrendering to your will, your way in every area. Faith is not striving. Faith is, faith is not the fruit of, of, of pressure or, or you and I having our back against the wall and, and we come to the conclusion, well, I guess we better believe God. That's not what faith is. Faith is the fruit of yielding. Faith is the fruit of you and I saying, Lord, you and nothing else. The faithfulness of God 
has created a, a, a groove, if you will, and yielding is you and I settling ourselves in that groove. Have you guys ever been to one of those automatic car washes where you, you drive up and they tell you to put your, your car in neutral? Raise your hand if you, if you had to put your car in neutral. Now, once you do that, you take your hands off the wheel, you take your feet off the gas and the brake. True or not true? That's a great picture of what faith is. Once you get into the groove, you take your hands off the wheel and you allow the Lord to lead you and take you throughout his steps for your life. Faith is yielding to the momentum of his revealed nature. Faith is you and I yielding to his revealed nature. Yielding to what he is showing you. Amen. That's right. Good word. Good word, man of God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Faith is yielding. Faith is not trying to do it on your own. Completely. You see, he draws himself to us so we can represent him well. Think about it. He has everything to lose. And he is betting on you. He chose you. And he's drawing you and I to him so that we can represent him well. He draws us to him so we can see him clearly. And family, this is the answer. When we see him clearly, transformation takes place. Everything shifts when we see him. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Pastor Jerry, should I try this? Leave it alone. Is it? Where are you guys going? So very key that we grab hold of this word. Discipline is key. I, I would never say anything other than discipline is key. Not from the perspective of straining, but from the perspective of beholding. You know, one of the things the Lord was showing me in prayer this morning is if my children, this is what he said, if my children were to just worship me, I would show them me. And that's the challenge for the week. Spend time worshiping him when you're not in a hurry. Because the glimpses that we see of our Lord, Savior, Deliverer, Healer, is where transformation comes from. As we behold him, we become 
like him. This is why genuine, authentic worship is so vital. We must value the opportunity to worship the only, hear my heart, the only living God. We must value the opportunity to worship the only living God. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, but we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the spirit of the Lord. As we behold him, we become like him. Say that to somebody. As we behold him, we become like him. True worship will give us a glimpse of Jesus and we will become like him more and more is that not what we need is anybody interested in becoming more and more like jesus the glory of god will be shown to us in the midst of true authentic worship when we catch a glimpse of what he's like transformation always happens always happens we cannot stay the same after being in the presence of god we cannot so we should commit to getting in the presence of God every opportunity we get. Transformation is really available during authentic, true worship. And there's something that takes place in a corporate setting. I've had some powerful times worshiping God in my truck on the way to work. I've had some marvelous times but there's never been a greater time worshiping God than in a corporate setting. Transformational power is available within a corporate anointing. Family, every time you get an opportunity to worship corporately, let go, press in, and get glimpses of Jesus. That's where and how we will begin to transform family. We've been invited to come deeply into the presence of God. We've been invited to come closer, to minister to him, to, to consider him, to behold him in order to become like him. You've been invited by God Almighty to hang out, to hear from heaven, to get supernatural instructions, to get revelation knowledge and impartation. Manifestations will take place as you and I choose to get into his presence. There's so much more available than standing on the outside singing about him. We've been invited to come into the holies of holies and sing to him. Something happens to our faith in the environment of his faithfulness. When you and I choose, see, sometimes we spend a lot of times trying to increase our faith from outside resources. 
every time we're in the presence of his faithfulness, our faith grows. Every time. Spend time getting into his faithfulness. Spend time getting into that place where you begin to hear from him again. More is in store. More is available. Faith is a big deal. God says without it, we can't please him. And sometimes we worry about pleasing people more than we do pleasing God. True or not true? Sometimes we're looking at people, what they, what they think, what they say, and we're neglecting the only one that matters. If we could settle that, we would walk a little taller. We'll, we'll, we'll move through life a little, a little more swift. What if he or she is talking about me? What if they're, what if, you know what? They are talking about you. So he is talking about you. He is trying to talk to you. How much more important is that? Family, we've been called into a race, and the, and the race is before us. It's in front of us. Who cares who's haggling on the sidelines? Who cares who's, who's, on, who's in the stands who are not even running their race? Who cares what they're saying, what they're thinking? You get your instructions, your divine instructions from God himself. This is a very big moment in your life because faith will be added to you today. We're in the presence of his faithfulness. You're going to be added to today. You are absolutely going to hear from heaven and be added to within this hour. Your faith grows every time you experience his faithfulness, and that's going to take place today let's go to Matthew chapter 6 verse 8 there is a kingdom lifestyle that's been laid out in order for you and I to walk therefore don't be like them for your father knows the things that you have need of before you ask him verse 9 says in this manner therefore pray our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Where? On earth. Now, this is called the Lord's Prayer, but it's really not the Lord's Prayer because it has a confession of, of sin in it, and the Lord never sinned, so it can't be his prayer. It, it was tagged that because that's what he taught his disciples to pray. What I want to highlight is that the Lord taught the disciples to pray for the kingdom to come. And when the kingdom come, lack leaves. When the kingdom comes, sickness leaves. When the kingdom comes, depression leaves. And you and I need to never stop Believing and trusting God and declaring and proclaiming your kingdom come, your will be done. Let's say that together. Your kingdom come, your will be done. So vital 
This, this is so important for you and I to know and, and understand because when we know how to function from the kingdom of God, we can get God results every time we minister to someone or we're being ministered to. I, I want us to look at what he was praying, what he was teaching them to pray because we can get caught up and say, well, uh, God's kingdom has already come and it stops us from declaring that and, and, and proclaiming that. And that's, that's not what God wants us to do. God wants us to take authority. Have you ever had to, had to correct somebody? Raise your hand if you ever had to correct somebody. Did your, did your voice get louder? Did you get more stern? Did you get more? You know what that was? That was you declaring, proclaiming authority. But you already got authority. Well, you're already a dad. You're already a mom. You're already a supervisor. But you had to utilize or demonstrate that authority at a specific time. If you have kids, you know what I'm talking about. The same is true in the spirit realm because the enemy will trespass if he's left alone. And when you and I declare, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, things change. Many believers are doing things to make sure they're going to heaven. And I'm not, I don't, don't get that, get that don't misunderstand me. A lot of believers are, are lining things up in order to make sure they go to heaven. And you're supposed to go to heaven. I'm not saying that. However, you can't really control whether you go to heaven or not. <laughs> that is really not your role or responsibility. Whose role is that? God's role. You know what your role is? Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Your role is bringing heaven to earth. His role is making sure you and I get to heaven. Amen. Preach, preach, amen. Critical that we understand that because if we don't know our role, it'll go undone. And here's the deal. If not you, who? Who? The non-believer? family it is up to you and I to proclaim his kingdom here on the earth and to see to it that it comes so very important so 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 hear this your role my role is to contend for the breakthroughs of heaven to manifest here on earth until this realm begins to mirror that realm. You and I are supposed to contend, stir up, declare, proclaim, until what we see here mirrors what's happening up there. Jesus is not only our example, he is our way. He does it through us. And instead of being delayed by storms, Jesus spoke to storms. 
and, and, and you and I have the ability, we have the power to speak to storms. You know, I'm, I'm reminded of speaking to uh, the, uh, 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 the rain when we wanted to enjoy our family vacation in Disneyland. And I just kept speaking. I woke up. Every time we woke up, it is not going to rain. Clouds, back up. It is not going to rain. In, in the name of Jesus. And it didn't rain until 9.30 the night we were leaving. And I had half an hour. I said, okay, I'm cool with that. You can rain. It's all right. And it, it rained a lot. You have the ability to speak to the storm just like Jesus did. And as we begin to flow in our ability, in our authority, everything will obey us because of who's in us. Here's the deal. If you don't do it, will it ever happen? If you don't lay hands on anybody, will, will you ever see anybody get healed? No. Family, have the boldness and the courage to do what the word says and watch God do what he promised. He will contend with this atmosphere until it yields. You know, it is so critical that we begin to speak and not be silent. It's not God's order because the kingdom of God is voice activated. You're not supposed to allow things to happen to you without replying, without responding. Because the greater one that lives on the inside of you lives on the inside of you to empower you to cause the kingdom to be in operation everywhere you go. And if Jesus can speak to, speak, speak to storms, you and I can and should speak to storms. Jesus ruined every funeral he ever attended, including his own. You and I should walk into a funeral thinking, okay, I don't want to get too close to the casket. I don't, I don't want to, you, you, you're, I, the first thing on your mind should be, man, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do here? When you walk into a hospital, you should be thinking, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? Am I, okay, because family, here's the deal. If not you, who? You are the answer. And until you lay hands on somebody and see them raised up, you'll never know. This series is entitled Experiencing God. Not talking about God, not talking to God, not studying God, experiencing God. And I'm challenging all of us to step out of our comfort zones. The mind of Christ has been made available for you and I. Jesus thinks completely different than we do, and he's offering us a look into his perspective. Learning to see the things the way he sees them. Learning to do things the way he does them. And to process the way he processes. He, 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 he should be our greatest pursuit. The way he does things should be our greatest pursuit. Every time we approach a difficulty, we should put on the mind of Christ. His mindset is always redemptive. 
our mindset should be the same. He never gave in to hopelessness. Jesus never threw his hands up and said, I don't know what to do. He never said, I wasn't prepared for this. And when you and I lean on him, there is always an answer. There is always an answer. We have to know and understand that. Jesus modeled how life could be lived. Expect to live like Jesus. Look at somebody and say that to them. Expect to live like Jesus. So very in, 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 in important. I, I have a religious cow tipping alert. If... If you allow religious thinking to get in the way, you will not receive this. Jesus came to earth and functioned as a man, not God. Now, if Jesus came as God, we could observe how powerful, we could be in awe of all the stunning, miraculous feats that he did, but at best, we can be front row observers. At best. Jesus did not come in order to show us what God would do on the earth. The entire Old Testament was full of what God could do in the earth. The reason Jesus came was to demonstrate and to show us what a man could do who was free from sin and full of the Holy Spirit and only did what his father said. Raise your hand if you said yes to Jesus. Now, the blood of Jesus either covered a little bit of sin, your big ones, or all your sins. If your answer and your understanding is C, and you know that Jesus covered all of your sins, that means you're sinless. If you've said yes to the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you are full of the Holy Spirit. You are full of the same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. The only thing that can stop us from doing what Jesus did is how we yield to the Holy Spirit. We have a choice to make. Are we going to only do what we see or hear our father do? Or are we going to continue doing life the way we feel, what we think, our experience, our background, our upbringing? I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. Did the father give somebody, you know, a piece of their mind? Family, I'm telling you, if we get this, we could have a whole service full of testimonies. 
I was in a grocery store. I saw somebody limping. I went over to them. I just laid hands on them. Say, can I pray for you? Next thing I know, they start leaping. They start running around the store. You know, I was at my mailbox, and I, I, I noticed my neighbor was crying. I didn't know what was wrong. I asked if I could pray for her. I prayed for her, and, and she got a phone call before she walked away from the mailbox. Her, her son was saved. I'm telling you, the only thing possible to prevent us from walking in the supernatural is not yielding to the Holy Spirit. Once we understand the blood of Jesus was enough, the Father never looks at you and say, I remember what you did in the eighth grade. You and I might do that. And, and let me caution you. Every time you go back in your past, you're subjecting yourself to a spirit of deception. Because you are trying to experience something that doesn't exist anymore. And every time you and I position ourselves to experience something that doesn't exist anymore, we are participating with a spirit of deception. Preach! Now, if the Lord leads you to go on your path, you have a tour guide, and you're covered by the blood of Jesus. If you're led to go into your path for deeper repentance or, or, or to really repent of something, that's different. But for you to keep dragging around a, 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 a dead body of disappointments, for you to keep looking back of what you did and what you didn't do, for you to keep visiting your past as if the blood of Jesus wasn't enough, you're setting yourself up. Or deception. Very, very important. Jesus modeled how we are to live this life. Expect to live like Jesus. John chapter 5, verse 19 says, Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself. The Son can do nothing of himself. Jesus was referred to as the, the son of man and, and also as the, the, the son, of, son of God. And every time I, I looked up the son of man and the son of, there are hundreds of references. Jesus was known as the son of man. When revelation knowledge came that he was the son of God, that's when he said, Peter, you are blessed. John chapter 5 is telling us that Jesus could do nothing on his own. No miracles could have taken place on his own. He had to depend on the Holy Spirit. He had to do what he saw the Father or heard the Father say. You are greater than you realize. Yield to the Holy Spirit and watch your life be overtaken by the miraculous. 
This is a huge revelation in the lifestyle of Jesus. He, he made it available to you and I. If Jesus did his miracles as God, there would be no way we could mimic that. As super impressed as we would still be, it doesn't do anything for our lives today. The fact that he couldn't do it on his own, the fact that he had to depend on the Holy Spirit is a great revelation to you and I. Jesus was functioning as a man in right relationship with the Father. This takes away the observer-only reality for us. Now we have a decision to make. It's no longer about watching in awe of what God is doing. Now it's about acknowledging and coming face-to-face with John 14, 12. The greater works reside on the inside of us. When Jesus came, everything shifted. He came as a man without sin, full of the Holy Spirit. With his example, we discover something about our purpose. Too many people are defining their ministry by what they're good at instead of what they're called to do. When that happens, we reduce ministry to our skill set. Family, please let this get inside of you. It doesn't matter what you're good at. If you never step in to what you're called to do, you're going to be limited. Fulfillment comes from you and I doing what God has called us to do. Provision comes from you and I doing what we were called to do. The purpose and the plan of God is still kingdom come, your will be done. Signs, miracles, and wonders are still God's way of doing things. And you and I have no right to reduce it to our skill set because it pays well or because we can do it effortlessly. Experiencing God, surrendering and yielding to God and accomplishing what he wants to accomplish here on the earth. You are supposed to be flowing in signs, miracles, and wonders. Jesus set a standard for us to be doers, not observers. You and I need to be willing to pay whatever price to follow his example. Obedience is key. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Obedience is absolutely key. You and I must trust the Lord enough to obey him. Don't depend on our own know-how. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 6. Let's read that together. It's on the screen. Ready, read. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And go to the next one. In all your ways.
all your ways. Everything you and I do, we should be acknowledging God and allowing him to direct our path. So, so, so important, family. So it's, this is key to you and I seeing and experiencing God. Absolutely key. It's what's missing. Understand the same power, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead has already quickened you. If you said yes to Jesus in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, already quickened you. And you are the only one who can determine the amount of yielding that you do. Your family hear that. You are the only one. No one else can dictate the amount of yielding and saying yes to Jesus. Don't wait until you understand. It is so, so very important. Absolutely key. Obedience is a great, let's go to Matthew chapter 3, verse 13. Obedience is a great qualifier. When you and I obey God, supernatural power goes into place. When, when you and I do what God says do, his power comes alongside of us to not only qualify us, but to help us see it through. Matthew 3, 13 says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And you're coming to me? But Jesus said to him, permit it to be so now. Jesus was like, don't worry about it. Just go ahead and go, go ahead and go through it. And, and John knew he wasn't qualified. And here's the deal. Jesus had no sin. And John's baptism was for the repentance of sin. So Jesus actually demonstrated for us water baptism. And in the midst of that, the heavens were ripped open and the power of darkness was stripped away and the father said, that's my boy and I'm so pleased with him. Family, the heavens have not been put back together. When the heavens were torn open at Jesus' baptism, they remained open. So you and I are absolutely living under an open heaven. Waiting to hear from us. What are we going to say? How are we going to tap into Obedience is a great qualifier. John didn't feel qualified to baptize Jesus. Sometimes when we are willing to do what we're not qualified to do, that qualifies us. Sometimes it's just a matter of being willing. Raise your hand if you're willing. If you are willing, that qualifies you. Let's stand to our feet.
that qualifies you. Jesus illustrated the purpose of the believer. He illustrated what was possible for anyone without sin, full of and yielded to the Holy Spirit. These are questions that we have to ask ourselves. What are we willing to surrender and give up in order to yield to the Holy Spirit? What has pre prevented us from completely yielding and allowing the Holy Spirit to have his way in our lives? Here's how I'd like to end the service today. I want you to take time and surrender whatever that is that has prevented you up to this point from completely yielding to the Holy Spirit. We, we've already settled it. The blood of Jesus was enough. You are standing before God, sinless. If you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, if you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, raise your hand. We can take care of that right now. Is everybody in here? If you are online, you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, let us know and we'll pray with you. Raise your hand if you said yes to Jesus. Raise your other hand if you're filled with the Holy Spirit. You qualify. Now, with hands raised, give up. Surrender whatever has prevented you from this point of being completely yielded to the Holy Spirit. And in return, signs, wonders, and miracles are going to begin to take place at your hands. If you need healing, come up here. If you need to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, come up here. As boldness begins to rise up on the inside of you, step out. The enemy, the devil is not tempting you to pray for somebody. When you begin to get nudges, when you begin to, to, to hear, go pray for him or her, go. Obey quickly. The Spirit of God is not only present, but he's hovering over unspoken dreams, unmended hearts. Release it and allow him to mend hearts, allow him to heal bodies, allow him to order your steps. He desires to direct you. Thank you for your tangible, tangible presence, Lord. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you for these here, your precious children, yielded.
to your voice. Oh, I've called you to me. I've called you to myself. I've been drawing you. I'm so pleased with your response. I've been calling you. I've been drawing you. Thank you for responding, my son. It's not too late. That which I've gifted you, equipped you, and called you to is still available. Those lives that I've designed for you to touch are still available for you to go and touch. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Family, I'm encouraging you to let it go. There's someone who's been hindered by bitterness and unforgiveness. Let it go. Release that person and focus on me. I miss you. I miss our times. You've been caught up with bitterness and you've been using time, energy, and effort to allow it to fester on inside of you. Turn your heart back to me, says the Lord. As the prayer ministers are moving, if you need prayer for anything, we invite you. You know, it's such a tangible anointing that's available. If you need prayer, don't leave here without it. The answer is at the altar. Hearts mended completely. I see a wall like a dam holding back a mighty rushing river. It's a wall of bitterness and unforgiveness. And the Lord is saying, if you release that, if you allow me to tear that wall down, you're going to experience life. You're going to experience a flow of my power like never before. Joy is coming back. Joy. Thank you, Lord.
thank you, Lord. Oh, we love you. We praise you. We worship you. Oh, we're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're not ashamed of the power of Jesus Christ. We're not ashamed. Father, thank you for the spiritual gifts. Thank you for words of knowledge. Thank you, Lord, for prophecy. Thank you for utterance. Thank you for words of wisdom. Oh, we're so grateful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for hearing and answering our prayers. Thank you for ministering to our hearts. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Wasn't that a powerful message? Isn't God good? You know, one thing I know for sure, the word of God never returns void. It's always going to do what it's supposed to do. So here's your challenge. Apply the word of God that you heard today. If this message has been a blessing to you in any way, I'm encouraging you to consider sowing a seed. You know, here at Word Life, we're seeing lives transformed. We're seeing people saved, healed, delivered. And that happens through partnerships. So we welcome your partnership. If you feel led to come and be a part of what God is doing here. If you have any prayer requests, let us know. We will love the opportunity. I'm gonna pray for everybody here in a second. But if you have anything specific, let us know. We will love the opportunity to partner with you in prayer. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for each and every viewer. Father, I add my faith to their faith right now. In the name of Jesus, I speak blessings over their lives, over their children, over their households. I boldly declare that they are above only and not beneath. They are the head and not the tail, and they walk in victory in Jesus' name. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you next time.